You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. If you're looking to improve the performance and return on investment of your marketing, then you are in the right place. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this marketing-focused podcast, and it's very, very cool to have you tuning in. In today's episode, I'm talking to Mark Hook about PR, because this month is all about content marketing. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about what the point of PR is, because I know a lot of you are asking that question. Um, and we're going to be talking about how to go about doing PR successfully, what's important, how you can measure it, how you can optimize it. Yes, you can optimize it. Why relationship building with your journalist is just as important as understanding and working with your SEO team is just as important as crafting the right story and bringing that emotional content. Um, Mark is a master of his craft and he's also really good at sharing it. So, um, and sharing that knowledge that is. So, I think you're going to really like this one. Um, We're going to meet today's guest in a moment, but before we do, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That's why it's trusted by over 38,000 e-commerce brands. Build your contact lists and emails that pop and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with content marketing expert, Mark Hook. Mark is the global director of PR and communications at digital operations solution provider, Bright Pearl. He's been in PR for over 10 years, working for content sites, hospitals at a PR agency, and as global PR lead at e-commerce retailer Love Honey. It's fair to say that Mark knows PR inside out. Hello, Mark. Hello. What an intro. Well, you did it all, so you know, <laughs> I'm only writing what's true. <laughs> but, um, how did you get into PR? Because you've done it in so many different ways. How did you end up in the world of PR? Yeah, it's um, it's a bit of a story, actually. So, um, we, we had just uh, sort of briefly spoke off air about um, the fact that I worked for a publishing company. Um, and I had um, always had an interest in PR. And I, I, I wrote a, a press release actually to, to launch um, one of those, those websites. And um, it was one of the, <laughs> it was, I got some very interesting feedback on a release. And it was printed off with post-it notes and red lines <laughs> and all over it. Um, you know it's bad when someone's added post-it notes and not just red red pen. <laughs> yeah, there's not enough on, not enough space on the actual on the actual doc to 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 add the comments. So, so they they bring out the post-it notes. Um, anyway, so it was it was quite funny. So I I sort of took it out that that night um, to, to show a friend because it was Friday night. We, we were out on the town. Um, and then we'd, we'd, we met with a, another group of people and the wife of a, a chap there was actually PR director of a, an agency. So um, had got chatting and then I, oddly enough, I obviously had the press release, so I showed it to her um, and she liked it, um, which was obviously a 
huge boost of confidence really um and um and what you know she had a, an opening for a, train, a training pr exec so invited me in and and that was my my sort of foot in the in the door but um previously oh, cool. to that yeah it was it was very completely random but um previous to that i i had done quite a lot of sort of volunteering for um pr agencies and, and work experience too so i, I had built up the experience i was i kind of just looking for for an opening and there's no um a real clear track to to working in a pr agency um no no obvious route uh, of travel so to speak so that's how i got in um in a pub <laughs> <laughs> it does require quite a lot of skills doesn't it um pr which which you don't necessarily pick up unless you're actually doing pr you know you've got to have the copywriting you've got to get um, the you know the marketing angle makes something that isn't at all marketing copy actually sell something, and it, it's it's a really complex set of soft skills. It is, yeah. I I always say that it's simple if you you sort of know what you're doing, if that makes sense. So um, you, you kind of it, it should be simple PR. Like if you have a good if you have a good nose for a story, and that that is fundamentally what you need. You understand what makes a story, and you understand that you are the kind of the relationship between journalists and and the clients. So if you understand that dynamic, um, as well as being a good writer, and you can deliver interesting and engaging content, then those are the skills you you need to set your up set yourself up for for success. Um, so yeah, simple, but. But it's not really, and as you say, you know, the, the soft skills, the ability to sell a story, um, that's obviously hugely important as well. And you mentioned there that PR is about that relationship between the business and the journalist was the word you used. In this weird and wonderful world we now live in, I, the, the the edges of PR have kind of merged into SEO. They've merged into um, influencer activity to social media to content. So how do you how do you define PR? Because it's it, it's still I, I see. Well, the reason I want to ask you this partly is because I see a lot of businesses kind of going, oh, we do influencers, so we don't need to do PR, or oh, we do SEO, so we don't need to do PR, or or vice versa. So where how do you define PR? Where's those the the edges that that mean this is the bit that really is PR that requires that skill set. When it comes to PR, um, to not recognize how important it is within that kind of overarching market mix is, is a bit of a disservice. Um, PR certainly overlaps with, with SEO, it overlaps with content and, and influencers as, as well. When it comes to PR and SEO, I, I like to look at it as they, they both dovetail with each other. Um, both disciplines, they, they do work closely with one another, but they also strengthen one another as well. So when you look at when you look at what SEO does, um, it is essentially it's a link building tactic, right? So you're looking to improve the, the visibility of a page and search engine results. Um, you're looking to increase the traffic to a client's website. Um, that's well and good, but how do you do that? externally the end goal i'd say of, of pr and seo is, is the same you need you need to have incredibly creative content you need to give the you, you need to give something of value that means that people want to link back to you and and that's where it comes back to to pr um, no one's just going to randomly link to your website or or cover your business in, unless you have 
a good story to tell and a good story to, to sell <laughs> as well. And I think that's where people maybe don't understand the value of, of PR. It, it's, it's, helping to, it's helping to build that, that relationship, essentially. As we mentioned about, you mentioned about being the link between the brand and the journalist. And I think that's a part of it that gets overlooked a little. I think people, you know, they think, oh yeah, PR, we write a press release, good or bad, covered in post-it notes or not. Um, and we, we email that to some journalists and pray. Um, whereas actually it's not just about building a list of people to send it to. It's about building a relationship with those people you're sending the press release or whatever it might be to. Absolutely. I think there's, there's, I think you've touched upon something there, which first of all is, is un, I think undervalued in the world of PR and it's media relations, um, building that relationship with journalists. I think that's the one, one piece of advice I, I now give to all kind of newbie PRs is, um, I always ask them, you know, do you, when was the last time you actually spoke to a journalist? <laughs> and, and a lot of them haven't, you know, like they, they just, speak via email um or increasingly like whatsapp and text message but an actual conversation with a journalist is again like super valuable and, it, and it's something that isn't i think being utilized to to its broadest purpose because once you, you create an established relationship with a journalist then that goes both ways right you you can start to discuss story angles you can start to um look at what they're working on, how that fits in, how how you, and they're much more willing to cover your business in a more positive sense if they like you and they understand what your business does and you produce content that's of value to them. You're not just trying to plug your business. Um, so that building those relationships are really useful, but I, I think you, you still get maybe too many lazy PRs that just want to fire over a, a, a story and, and hope for the best. Um, the, the second part of that is understanding again what makes news and what adds value um, coming all the way back to influencers and, and, and SEO and, and all that good stuff. P PR is a content-driven exercise. It should be adding value and it should be creating stories. Um, when I talk about when I talk about storytelling, what I mean, and this relates to e-commerce businesses, it relates to anyone you work with. It could be a hospital, it can be, you know, a tech brand. But I always say, you know, we, you have to tell a story. That that's important. Otherwise, you might as well be advertising. You might as well just put a, a billboard up <laughs> because you're not you're not giving anything of value. What, what PR comes back to is offering. Um, engaging content that, that offers some sort of value and that can be in it doesn't just need to be a press release that could be I don't know, a podcast that could be an influencer relationship you know a review unboxing you need to offer something either to the journalist or to the um the external audience that that is of value um just as an example of that is that you know, uh, love honey they most recently did a, a virtual camp love honey exercise um so a digital event um where they uh, offered the ability for, for people to to tune in and, and listen to um broad advice from you know a range of sexual experts like wellness experts um offering lots of you know free advice and content um and that that was great obviously they wanted to 
get coverage from that event and they invited media to come along and cover it. But first and foremost, they're offering value to their audience, right? Um, and they're offering value to the journalists, whether that's educational, in, you know, informational or, or pure entertainment. And that's that's the business. And I think with when it comes to PR, you can write you can write press releases that say, hey, we, we want a deal. Um, awesome. But, <laughs> but what it misses is, I, I would say, the three key elements of any PR story or any PR cam, uh, campaign. And, and that's uh, bad news, topicality, and, and human interest. You need to have those three elements. That's what, what creates a story. So, you know, when I came back to Bright Prob, one of the first things I wanted to do was talk about our transformation piece. Um, so Brightpool have had their own turnaround story. And, you know, internally it was kind of like, well, why don't we talk about the positives? <laughs> the fact that we, <laughs> you know, we, we're generating record revenues and, and um, you know, we've increased bookings by 80% since the spring. And, and that's great, but people don't care. People don't care about the sunrise until they see the sunset. Um, so you need to take people on a journey and you need to give them more than just the, the victory lap. <laughs> you, you need to give them the struggle. And that that always works well because it becomes relatable. So for Brightpool, we talked about the fact that um, we had stagnant growth four years ago, that we didn't really understand how our product um, fitted with the audience we were trying to sell to. You know, these are it's quite awkward conversations to, mm. to 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 actually talk about publicly, but what that does is it builds trust, um, relatability, and, and credibility. Because if you're willing to talk about that, um, people do start to believe in you as a brand. You're not just saying, you're not just writing fluff pieces, um, and journalists also connect with you because they understand that you're willing to tell a story that is more than just your victory speech. Well, yeah, and that their readers are more interested in reading it because let's face it, we all like a bit of Schadenfreude, um, but we also all like to know how someone recovered from their problems because the chances are we're probably going through some of our own. So there's there's kind of more lessons to be learned from a a recovery story than there is from a continuous growth story. Exactly, and you you you've hit the nail on the head there. You learn more from defeat than you do in victory, right? And and those are the lessons that are really important, and we shouldn't brush over those. And and that's essentially what what makes PR work. It is that it is nailing down the bad news, the topicality, the human interest. And you look around the world today. What what makes news? What what drives interest? What drives, unfortunately, traffic and clicks and everything else? It is. It is the negativity. It, now there's nuggets of positivity in that, but first and foremost, it is negative. We're we're attracted to to bad news elements. We're attracted to human interest, um, and and that you can make that work for you in your favour. But but that's why I think PR is such a a useful discipline for a business to have because it does help you to establish yourself differently so it can work so well at yes it's about creating brand awareness it can help to drive referral traffic but much more than some of those other disciplines we talked about it can help you um, shape your positioning and your reputation and use that to differentiate yourself against your competitors as well and that's hugely hugely valuable um, and we'll say you know if you're if you're the business that's telling stories 
and you're sharing content and that content can be educational it can be it can be entertaining you you build connections with your audience and that's super valuable like super valuable because that's what keeps people coming back to buy right um not just the fact that they can trust you but they they like you and that's what pr is for it's for building that emotional connection so during 2020 we've seen more businesses than we normally would um, connecting with the emotional side and admitting what's going on behind the scenes, either because they're enlightened enough to realise it would be a good idea or because the shit hit the proverbial fan and they <laughs> had no choice. But um, do you think that means we're heading towards, especially when it comes to retailers who are loath to reveal what happened behind happens behind the scenes traditionally? They're one of the worst Sorry, guys out there, but you are um, one of the worst businesses for revealing what's going on. Do you think it it's it's going to lead to a more uh, to more success in the PR space? I suppose for businesses because they're getting into that habit of flexing those muscles of admitting to what's going on, of revealing the the humanity within the business. Yeah, I think I think it could do. It'll be it'll be very interesting to to see. I think what happened initially when a lot of e-commerce retailers couldn't sell as they went very heavy on brand values and starting to talk about the brand, starting to share content, real sort of uh, content marketing focus, um, which is which which is great. It, it'll be interesting to see if that lasts. Um, I think what what we need to do is really summarize the benefit of opening up for companies and it's not necessarily on the conversion side but it, it what, but it's on the repeat business the cost of acquisition is so high for for e-commerce retailers that they they need to build return buys um and the best the best way to do that is obviously provide a fantastic experience but it's also to get people to to buy into your culture um and to buy into a brand and you can't do that if you don't share who you are and the story behind your brand. Um, if, if you're very closed, then it's very hard to be loved, right? Um, and businesses that are more willing to open and acknowledge both their faults as well as their victories, um, those are probably the ones that will connect better with their audiences and, and have more longer-term success. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because they can obviously do that by you know blogging on the website then they can do it by sending better email marketing communications. But if they really want to maximise it, they want to make sure that when when their customers are opening the relevant press, that they're also seeing that same openness being reiterated there. Because if you hit people in multiple times in multiple places, you have that bigger impact. I guess that's where where the, the, the power of PR really starts to impact. Yeah. And that's where it dovetails with, with SEO, right? I, I would say that you can't sell unless people know who you are right um and what really builds credibility what really really does build credibility is being seen in multiple locations so if you can start getting editorial placed and we all search online right if you search for a pair of shoes if you start to see um i don't know um Parker shoes mentioned in in various different places and articles. Without even reading those articles, you start to build a, a level of trust in that brand. It's much the same way with with online reviews. You, know, you will probably trust a brand with seven thousand reviews, even if like eight of those are negative, than you will with someone um, with just two reviews. And you're probably more likely to buy from 
the company has 7,000 reviews. Why? Well, more people have bought from them. And that works much the same way nowadays with, with, um, with PR. It's about building multiple opportunities to be seen. And if you look at it very tactically, that, that is what the job of PR is in a digital age. It's building opportunities, building brand awareness. It's getting companies linked higher up their search engines, but in more multiple places. So it, that builds that trust, that credibility, and, and ultimately persuades people to buy. Yeah, which is exactly why people put all the logos of the places where they've been featured on their website because it has an you know it has another impact there. But look, Mark, that's been been a really interesting stroll through the world of PR. Um, I'm sure we've convinced a few people to add it into the mix, and hopefully we've convinced more people to be to be open. But we're now going to pause for a reminder of our sponsors, and then we're going to talk about the wider world of content marketing. It's safe to say that most of us have been doing more shopping online lately. And if you're an e-commerce brand, that means you might be seeing more first-time customers. But once they've made that first purchase, how do you keep them coming back? Well, that's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo is the ultimate email and SMS marketing platform for e-commerce brands. It gives you the tools to build your contact list, send memorable emails, automate key messages and more way, way more. Whether you're launching a new business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo can help you get growing faster. And it's free to get started. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Okay, Mark, so far we've gone deep into PR. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole world of content marketing. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with content marketing, which of course does include PR. So Mark, you ready for the insider tips? I am. Okay, let's start with content marketing newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take that first step with content, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? Um, I think it, when it comes to PR, it it really is about knowing um, your audience. So as soon as I, whenever I take on a, a role within within the PR space, it's it's looking at how much data have we got about our our customers, our audience, because that's how you basically build the cadence of your storytelling, um, and you just get so much insights because <laughs> the data about your customers. That that gives you the ability to look at trends. That gives you the ability to look at opportunity, not just in PR, but in SEO and in, in other in other sides of the coin. You know, influencer marketing. But you need to you need to really understand what your customers are looking for and what the trends are from their perspective. Um, so I look at data. I I typically will speak to customers um, from a pure bright perspective. Um, I spoke to. 10, 12 customers off the bat to, to really find out you know, why they they were using the platform, but actually what's going on in their space. And, and from, from that, you can get a, a picture of what is going to resonate um, with a wider audience. So that would be my, it's a very obvious thing, but that would be my first go-to is, is just understand who you're speaking to in your audience. And I'm not sure enough people do that. Are they certain, certainly not enough pick up the phone and speak to them? Um, she says, thinking how little she speaks to her actual listeners. But I speak to a lot. Anyway, anyway, enough of my problems. Um, okay. Uh, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve content marketing performance? I'm going to go back to, to PR again um, and, and talk about 
the PR's kind of fraught relationship with measurement. Um, and, I, and again, I, I think this is uh, it's related. It's related to everything, right? But um, but I really want to now the the measurement side of things because um, we have always had a like I said a, a bit of a a fraught relationship with with monitoring the performance of PR, and I'm not talking like PR value, you know, AVE, how how much you know how much would you have spent on, on an advertisement? I'm talking about the actual value of, of PR, and, and and there's tools out there now that can really help you um, understand how you're tracking your messages. You know, what's landing, um, where it's landing, is it landing on the type of sites with, with high domain authority that, that's actually going to translate into um, search engine and direct search benefits? You know, are you connecting? Is your stories connecting? Um, is your share of voice increasing over time? That, that sort of stuff, you know, getting a real um, quantitative and qualitative idea of the success of your, your PR performance over time. Like I said, there's tools out there that can do that, but it can help you now really paint a picture of success for PR, which I, I, I would say probably wasn't there for maybe maybe five years ago. But now it really does help. And you can you can people that are using the right tools can stand proudly next to other sort of disciplines and say, well, actually we can see the benefit of PR on on search. We can see the benefit in terms of referral traffic. We know that our share of voice over time is ticking upwards. We're twenty percent. You know, um, at Brightpro, we've seen our, our share of voice against our, our our competitors. And sorry, when I say share of voice, I mean share of kind of the coverage that you're earning in media compared to your competitors. You can track that, so you can really see how your brand awareness is increasing over time, and and that's like hugely valuable. Valuable. So I would say get that sorted and don't be afraid to to monitor because it can help you plan your activity make adjustments um and, and hone your strategies it's as simple stuff as as if you've seen if you see that one particular outlet is coming up again and again and again and you've never actually spoken to that particular outlet there's a really good hint <laughs> go and have a chat with them find out why they like you and because clearly they're up for doing more aren't they exactly we saw we had um, a piece of coverage that landed on um, and it was uh, it was like a tech blog it wasn't one of our it was like an outlier kind of target for us um, but it drove huge amounts of, of social shares and also traffic back to bright Pearl. Um, and it was kind of a um, you know, it was like a five um, great inventory management solutions or something like that, like a listicle type piece. But it, it had huge impact. Now, we would never have known that. We would have just been like, oh, yeah, we were on this blog. Um, but actually, we saw the value of it. And we were like, well, let's make them a target because you, you can see the impact. Um, and also, then you're like, brilliant. We'll, we'll continue to work and hone the relationships we have. Because what, what we have found, and, and this is an interesting aside, is that um you you can start to narrow your your field of vision and and we always oh, well, we want to be on tech tech websites we want to be on in in the industry retail trades like everyone is just just reads that right like oh, sure. <laughs> now, yeah. now our our typical audience they they probably don't actually read a lot of these these titles um, or they certainly don't just read those titles so we didn't want to limit ourselves and what we found is like regional coverage was getting shared was we were getting tons of traffic from from regionals and um, both with love honey actually and, and with bright pearl so we we're like let's 
double down on on those areas. Let's start sharing case studies of um, of companies we work with, retailers that um, that are from I don't know Huddersfield, um, and start build, building more profile from that. So we started to implement new tactics and approaches because we were seeing the impact of of PR in different media outlets than we we, we maybe would have um, initially expected. Um, so measurement hugely valuable. Love it. And that brings us on nicely to the next of the insider tips, which is that it's impossible to improve our marketing unless we're monitoring the performance. But the list of stuff we can monitor can be overwhelming. So what for you is the number one content marketing or PR KPI? What's the number you look at, Mark? Oh, gosh. Um, so I think it, it, does, it does depend on what, I guess, you're, whoever you're reporting into your board, what, what their value is, right? Um, unfortunately, that you can educate, <laughs> but uh, but I think that there is a you know you can you can create loads of different measurements and metrics, but you know and I have done that, and it's you know, and not a bright problem. Different companies, it's been more yeah, but what does that mean when it comes to AVE? So th- there's that. You have to kind of first of all create the metrics and the measurements that that are seen and and considered to be valuable, what, whatever those are. Um, and then introduce others over time. So, so for me, I think what what I see as being the most valuable is um, our kind of our average domain authority. So, where if we're placing highly on well ranked websites, um, we know that's going to have a, a, a tangible effect on our search rankings over time. So that's a that's huge for us. You know, that's a, a, a real measure of success. And then share a voice. You know, are we are we crushing it when it comes to earning more coverage compared to our competitors? Because at a, a very high level, if you're in more places, you're more likely to be seen from your competitors, right? <laughs> um, and if you're in a buy-in mode, uh, that is an advantage, a, ma- a massive competitive advantage. So, you know, if you see Bright pull over someone else and you've seen them five places and, you know, you have much more opportunity to see Bright Pearl first and foremost. And then when you're looking at the fact that you've seen Bright Pearl in various different places, you go, well, you, you just, again, it comes back to that review example. You start, to, you start to lean towards them just because the trust is there, right? Or the familiarity is there. If you see whether you're looking at, you know, you're seeing articles about SaaS companies or retailers, if you see it in multiple places, then that just, it's that drip, drip, drip effect that gets the consumer to to move. Okay. Finally, it is crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for in content marketing? I, so I think the next year will be will be inherent will be very very digitally focused obviously because of the uh the you know the pandemic era is going to be be here for a while but i think we are moving to a, a digital world primarily anyway um when it comes to content marketing i think from a, a pr perspective um sea perspective and content perspective we'll be working much more closely together i think if you're if you're a pr and you're not designing campaigns strategies and approaches in line with SEO and and almost a PR for SEO approach now, then then you are massively missing a trick because it should all be aligned. And increasingly, I look at PR as being a, a digital, a very much a digital activity, um, and sitting in that park alongside affiliate marketing, social influencers, um, and SEO. And we should be happy to to be sat there. Uh, so I think a lot of where PR will be going. Um, will be 
looking to support those other disciplines and functions and um, and helping e-commerce businesses, but other businesses outside of that sector in terms of just enhancing their digital strategies. Nice. Mark, um, we have learned a lot from you today. Uh, you mentioned Bright Pearl a couple of times, and we should really let the listeners know where they can find Bright Pearl if they're interested in taking a look at all the coverage you're getting. Um, so could you let the listeners know where they can find you and Bright Pearl on the web and social media, please? Of course, yeah. We are uh, brightpearl.com. Um, if you just uh, stick us into Google, you'll see plenty of articles come up about us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also uh, on socials, we are Bright Pearl HQ. Excellent. Well, look, um, Mark, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been it's been a revelation to me, actually, just how close PR and SEO now are, in a, and in a friendly way as well, and the, the level of tracking that it's now possible to do. That's really fascinating. Um, so, so thanks very much for coming on. That's okay. No worries. So, a really interesting look into PR there with with Mark, who is clearly very good at PR and and good at explaining it too. I loved that um, the three key elements to get into those press releases, bad news, topicality and human interest. Um, I I love that phrase he used as the justification for it, as in people don't care about the sunrise until they've seen the sunset. So getting those, being honest and talking about um, you know, how things have gone from bad to worse, or in the case of products, talking about the problem that your product is there to solve. There are so many ways of doing it, but you, you really do have to get your kind of creative brain on to, to do so. If you are um, wondering how to work out who you should be building those relationships with in terms of where you want to get people talking about your your PR stories, then have a listen to the last episode we put live, which was episode 24, where I'm chatting with Rand Fishkin from Spark Toro, all about how to go about finding the places you should be trying to put content. And he's going to talk about the Spark Toro tool, which is a very cool tool, um, which you can you can use for free as well, or so to a certain level you can use for free. So that's enough to get, get you going. And the other thing I thought was quite interesting was how how Mark was so keyed into the world of SEO um, and how, you know, when he said about his KPI, average domain authority of the places they're getting mentioned is a key KPI for them on on, you know, a key PR KPI. Are we getting mentioned on high quality sites based on domain authority? Really interesting way of looking at things. Now, you can get links to everything we discussed, the full transcript of the episode, important notes, and much more at keepoptimizing.com with an S dot a Z. Well, thank you for tuning into this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. This month is Content Marketing Month, and we are skipping the webinar, which gives you time to listen back to your favorite episodes or to scroll through the back catalog and listen to any Keep Optimizing episodes that you've missed. Next time, we're flipping back into the world of own site content marketing. So make sure you come back to join us for that. And please do tell your fellow marketers about the show because I want to help as many marketers as possible to improve the performance of their marketing. So if you know other people who are planning great things with content in 2021 with their uh, their on-site content strategy or their off-site content strategy, then make sure you tell them about these episodes because I know they're really going to help them. Well, look, you have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.